Welcome or welcome back to the Neville Goddard Podcast. My name is Mr. 2020. Today, Kelly asks us a question about purpose and passion when it comes to career. And we're going to have a lot of fun with this today. But what I want you to do as you listen is contemplate. There are two kind of wins that I want you to have every day. One are very simple, specific wins. And the other are surprise wins. The first, specific and simple, that comes from Joseph Goddard. The second, the surprise ones, those come from being deliberately, decisively vague. I love deliberate, decisively vague. I really do. So hold in mind, accomplished and satisfied as we dive in with Kelly's question. Have a lovely day. All right. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Neville Goddard podcast. Kelly asked us a question today. She said, Tony, would you make a podcast about finding your passion, your life purpose in relation to a career. So many of my friends and I feel confused and stuck about this. All right, let's dive in, Kelly. I, uh, I look back at my life. I'm 56. You, you mentioned in your email that you and your friends are in your 30s and in Canada. And when I think about when I was in my 30s and in Pennsylvania, I, I will have had a lot of experiences like that back then just exploring and I've got some really good news for you number one you're never going to find passion or purpose in a career uh, you can bring passion and part and purpose to a career and that's the cool thing because trying to figure out where you're going to find it denies where it really lives and it really lives within you and let me tell you my experience with that. When I was a youngster, I'm talking a young fella, probably about 10 years old or so, back when I was a pre-teenage bedwetter, I got picked on a lot. I was getting picked on at either Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts, and it was a scouting thing. And there was a police officer there. He eventually became the, police, the chief of police. His name was Tony Martin. And Tony just said something real quick. He gave a look. And the kids stopped picking on me. And he didn't go ballistic. He didn't go nuts. He basically just let them know that's not right. And they stopped picking on me, at least for that day. And it was right then, it was right there that I decided I wanted to be a policeman when I grew up. I wanted to grow up and make a difference in the world for people that needed someone to help them make a difference in their lives. And so... Uh, that's what I did. I went to school. I became a part-time cop for three departments. That's how we did it back in the old days. See, I was imagining shit at the time because everybody I went to school with was saying, hey, if you're a white guy without military, white guy without military, that's three strikes, man. You're going to have a hard time getting a job. And I did. I had a hard time trying to find a full-time job. I mean, I was passionate. I mean, I felt my purpose was to protect and serve to give to the community. And, uh, well, I was working three part-time jobs, which meant some weeks I worked 60 hours, some weeks I worked six. And uh, so I sold out. I decided I'll become a prison guard for 10 years, get some experience under my belt. That'll give me some weight with the civil servant kind of thing. And then I can come out and become a full-time cop. That'd still be my, I'd be 33 then. Life didn't work out that way. I was on the job for four months, got beat to death in a prison riot revived, got both PTSD and experienced a near-death experience. An NDE plus PTSD, that's a lot of fun. 
My career in law enforcement was over. I went on to form a business. I sold military surplus. Had a blast. Lost a lot of money in the end. Actually, just about broke even. But uh, learned a lot about business. Boy, did I learn a lot about business back then. Went from there to work as a photographer at Kmart. I did mostly children's portrait photography. That invited me to be a kid again. From there, I went to work at Reese Brothers, a telemarketing firm. That taught me how to communicate because all I'd do all day is talk on the phone. I got to experiment with learning how to talk <laughs> in a way that actually helped people. I loved calling for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. That was my favorite. From there, I went on to work in the nursing home. I worked in a nursing home in the activities department, the fun and game department, working with people who are old and dying and falling apart. That helped me get over some fears about getting old and dying and falling apart. From there, they hired me to work in restorative nursing. I thought it was because I was really cool and exceptional. It seems like it was probably because they knew I'd do the paperwork. And I blessed people there. I performed the impossible. I did some things that they said just weren't possible. <laughs> and that's all right with me. Went from there to work in banking. I was one of the guys that brought in the smart card technology. And, uh, you know, the chips on the cards. We were some of the first people in the Northern Hemisphere doing that. And so, and I just mention all that stuff because the, that's a very diverse bunch of jobs. I even sold cryovac meat door to door. But I appear to digress. See, what I brought to all those jobs was an innate curiosity about humans. About who we are, what's possible for us, how to really live life. When I was a little boy, I knew that there was more to life than doing the dishes, and I used to tell my mom that. I said, Mom, there's more to life than doing the dishes. That's pretty profound for a seven-year-old. Because I wanted her to live life, not just be focused on the tasks that need done. And as I wind into this, I notice there are a couple feelings that I tend to manifest from every day. And one of the things that I notice is people start in the wrong direction. They all say, get very specific and very definite about what you want. Well, I, I say start at the level of specific and definite where you are. I'm a massive fan of deliberate vagueness because deliberate, decisive vagueness, well, that's how I run my life. That's how I built this empire. That's how I moved around the world. Deliberate, decisive vagueness. In other words, here's how I still fall asleep every night. This is how I started falling asleep over a decade ago. Accomplished and satisfied. I had no idea what this business was going to become. I even fell asleep accomplished and satisfied. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do at all. Like I was trading Forex. I was doing a little bit of coaching and writing. Doing some business consulting. But I focused from falling asleep, accomplished, and satisfied. Just exploring those two vague feelings. And then I focused on waking up energized, excited, and curious. Finding those feelings as I woke up in the morning. Finding those feelings as I imagined waking up in the morning. That's bonus gold right there. Listen to that again. But I find, you know, I, I love in the movies. I just saw a movie the other night we were watching, and it showed like when a baby was born. 
and the baby first opens his eyes and the baby just sees fuzziness at first. It's, there's this vague fuzziness, light and shadow, and then color starts to make sense. And then what's that? And then you can see, wow, there's something looking back at me and then clarity shows up and it's mom. That's my mom. And I notice that's how this stuff tends to work as well. It tends to start with a vagueness. And if you have that deliberate, decisive vagueness, accomplished and satisfied at what? I have no idea. It doesn't matter, does it? But if you can fall asleep at night accomplished and satisfied, that's probably more than 95% of humanity. I don't fall asleep having survived a day. I don't, fall, I don't wake up looking forward to surviving another day or trying to figure it out. Figure it out is just survival. Just a nice way to like package it. Sort of like hope. If you hope to find what you're passionate about, if you hope to make a difference in the world, that's just doubting you can do it. Hope is doubt. <laughs> hope, if doubt is a turd, hope is just a turd with sprinkles on top and calling it chocolate. It's not. Neville Goddard says you came here for, to, for a divine purpose, and that is to know imagination. Who you are and how this works. You only get to know imagination if you give life to the lovely on a day-by-day -day basis. To give life on a day-by-day -day basis, I'm a massive fan of Joseph Goddard. This is where it all came from, gang. That exploration of, of 12 years ago. See, I wake up now and I do the Joseph Goddard. Specific events of my day already haven't gone my way. We've got a great article on that at instantmanifesting.com. We also have a package at josephgoddardtothemax.com. That's josephgoddardtothemax.com, Neville's brother. But the whole idea is to, for that is to have specific events of your day having gone your way. And here's why I mention that. You may not know what you're going to do for a career, but I imagine up Victoria. I imagine up Victoria's yum. And that gets lunch in motion. I don't know what's for lunch, but I can imagine up my experience of her yum. That gives me a specific. And then we get to discover the specifics of lunch. I get to imagine up your yum. I love getting your emails back. I seriously, I'm feedback driven. I love it. Now we'll use the holy hearing method. So do I. I imagine your feedbacks, reading them, hearing them. I just love it, right? I hear voices when I read things. And so it's called thinking, right? <laughs> Some people, I never hear voices in my head, right? I can see your inner arguments from here. But meanwhile, specific events of your day having gone your way, play with this with little innocent seeming things. Because what happens if, if you nail that deliberate, decisive vagueness that I talked about, accomplished and satisfied, you know what? I feel accomplished and satisfied when it comes to lunch. I feel accomplished and satisfied when it comes to the podcast. Because in your life, if you start with that deliberate, decisive vagueness of the ocean, the waves of very particular things will start to show up. And you can imagine up having had a yummy meal with someone that you love. You can imagine up. See, I go to the pool every day. I imagine coming home from the pool and Victoria asking me one question. How was it? And I'm doing all sorts of cool shit with my body I couldn't do a year ago. Lockdown was rough on me, physically. But see, I, I keep swinging the bat. Accomplished and satisfied begin there. If you got gold today, 
That Joseph Goddard to the Max pack. JosephGoddardToTheMax.com You can also find it at NevilleGoddardStore.com That is how I run my day. That's how I put specifics in, especially if I don't know. If I, you know, put specifics in that are on your calendar. And on your calendar, put things like lunch, dog walk, swimming at the pool. These little innocent-seeming things. If you, most people settle for, yeah, it was all right. Oh, it did okay. It's always okay. See, I, I imagine up much more accomplished and satisfied even in those. Play with those. So we gave you today two things. One, how to play with deliberate, decisive vagueness. The other, on how to play with very almost meaningless-seeming particulars that will enhance your confidence, that will enhance your curiosity. Because the more you play, the more you can play. The more, the more specific wins you have, the more that deliberate vagueness gets to take over your entire life. I know. The head might think that's a little confusing. Your heart goes, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. All right. Kelly, thanks for the question. Have a lovely day. Thanks for writing. And uh, if you got gold today, josephgoddardtothemax.com. See ya. <laughs>